This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A tweet that is just a little bit, I don't know, I think it's about a little older than a day or so, Mike, from at Pro Football Talk. Linking up to an article that was discussed, and I believe you blogged out over the weekend as well for WEI.com, Robert Kraft says spending on players, quote, will never be, excuse me, will never be, I just get so choked up thinking about how exciting this could be, (laughs) will never be the issue, end quote, for the Patriots. And who do you know just happened to have recently liked that tweet? Someone who is getting dangerously close to using up his... Uh, is he verified? Does he have a premium account? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, it does now, not look like it. It looks now like that Twitter is uh, wa- not verified. Now that Twitter... Oh, it's not. Okay. Now that Twitter is wandering dangerously dangerously into the waters of what the hell is going on here. I don't know uh, what I will do if Twitter goes down. That is like the town square. It is like I'm always on it. It's... It's a millennial. It's a it's a twenty five year old type thing for sure. That I don't know what I would do with my life if Twitter was yeah. gone. But that's how it goes. Yeah. See, listen. So Twitter's been around since two thousand nine. Uh, here we are. So fourteen years. So again, basically, since you were old enough to hold a smartphone yeah. or have your own laptop, <laughs> yep. you've been tweeting exactly. And you're very good at it as well. And I've watched the the growth that. on your Twitter as well. Your Twitter game's on top, my man. As far as Patriots positivity and staying on the beat goes. It's on fleek. Now, that just made me sound super old, but I apologize for nothing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, guess who liked that tweet? None other than former Minnesota Vikings running back and current free agent Dalvin Cook. This represents the second time, the second time the guy has taken to the social medias to basically just let the Patriots know, hello, hello, <laughs> right over here. All pro, pro bowl running back who would like to join your backfield and help you win football games and score points. I just want a decent payday. I know you've got money. Your owner just said it's not going to be an issue. Hello? Mike. Okay, (laughs) the D-hop thing, we know exactly why this is going on the way it's going on. Yeah. He's trying to drum up more of a market. He wants to get a couple more teams involved so then he can decide terms, length, and talent. Okay, like he'll like if Kansas City can enter the equation, that would probably be his preferred destination because they tried to engineer a trade that ultimately blew up. Right. He wants money. He also wants a shot at the ship. Got it. Uh, Buffalo. Maybe they'll get back into the equation. Who knows? There are a couple other teams that I think would make for excellent fits for DeAndre Hopkins, including Dallas. Maybe they're slow playing their hand and Cleveland could even get involved. We heard Sal Pal last week. He, I think he's still employed by ESPN. Say Carolina could be lurking. Maybe they want to bring in like somebody who's got dependable hands and veteran savvy to help out rookie quarterback Bryce Young. Yeah, maybe he's going to get to play for the really good Alabama quarterback, (laughs) says some snarky jackass out there. Classic. Andy Hart. (laughs) Okay, I just said some – I don't have to name names. Everyone knows who we're talking about. Uh, But like Dalvin Cook, I I don't see – like, oh, well, we already have a stud back. We don't need him. We got Ramondre. Listen. If you want Ramondre Stevenson to stay fresh as lettuce, if you want him to be at max capacity and contribute the best way he can, probably nothing would help more 
than having a running back who's a couple years older, about the same size, plays with the same kind of power and intensity, even if he has lost a step or a half step or there's a little too much mileage on the tires. I think ultimately Minnesota thought they could get 80% of what they got out of Cook in Madison for about 119 They're not going to miss a beat there. Yeah, No, they'll be fine. Kevin O'Connell's offense will, will carry on just fine. Good for them. They found the guy. However, the Patriots, whatever Kevin Harris can do, whatever home run speed Pierre Strong Jr. has, however great Ivan Fears and everyone else says that Ty Montgomery has looked, his flexibility to me, the fact that he can play running back, third down back, uh, slot receiver as well, considering how dinged up. And I want to get to the wide receiver issue with you because I think we may mm-hmm. be sleeping on a new position of interest or need for the Patriots at wide receiver. How in the world does Dalvin Cook convince me why they shouldn't sign Dalvin Cook? I want to sit there, be that meme of like the dude. I think it's Nathan Fiedler or someone sitting there with like the tape, like oh, yeah. the little table in the park with the sign. You know, like a famous one was Tom Brady's assistant is a system quarterback. Changed my mind. Mm-hmm. A lot of people tried to um, tell me why signing Dalvin Cook would be a bad idea. Money. Can you? It is. All, oh, yeah. It's all about the money. And running back is the most replaceable position the NFL has ever seen. You can bring in anybody as long as your scheme is fine. Not anybody, but you can bring in a serviceable running back and they're going to perform just as well as your stud. Give it, I mean, look at uh, Minnesota as a prime example. They have Dalvin Cook there. He's a stud, four-time Pro Bowl or whatever the case may be. You bring in Alexander Madison, who is only 24. He's the most handcuffed running back in fantasy football because every single time Dalvin Cook is hurt, they just plug Madison in and he does the same exact thing Dalvin Cook did. He's fine. They're going to be there. They're going to be fine in Minnesota. So Dalvin Cook is probably out there now on the market, 27 years old, wanting a lot more money than he deserves, a lot more money than his value is worth. So he is well, he's working through. So? Yeah, I do. I think he's working through Miami, the Jets, and the Patriots. I think they all, who have all been reported, have interest. He's mm-hmm. trying to work the most money out of all of them because – him and his agent probably know that, well, we're we're really not going to get much in this market because nobody wants to pay running backs. So let's just wait and see whoever cracks first. And if any team has ever showed you before mm-hmm. that running backs are a disposable component that they've never really paid a premium, but for maybe once yeah. with a running back, that being 2004 when they traded for Corey Dillon. Right. Gee whiz, how'd things work out? Oh, wait, wasn't that also year four of the Belichick plan? And isn't it year four where his team really takes hold? But I, running backs do not. They don't matter. And I'm I'm on board with if you can wow. get Dalvin Cook here for, for cheap, bring him in. But in the grand scheme of things, they don't really matter. Name the last Super Bowl winning team that had like a, a dominant bell cow running back uh, as their as their like best player. Maybe Seattle. The last team that had a dominant bell cow running back and won a Super as Bowl their, as their best offensive player, or as like a a perennial part like the, of their the offense. featured component of yeah, their offense yeah. was the running game. Yeah, yeah. It, there's not many. You no, don't really well, need them to win a Super well, the Bowl. The Broncos, the Broncos won with defense, right, and an adequate running game. Who's mm-hmm. that? C.J. Anderson. Uh, C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. That's yeah. right. The big bowling uh, ball back. Patriots. Yep. Huge bowling ball guy. Uh, no running game really to speak of for the Rams when they won. Patriots never had one. Yesterday, I mean, it was I, Todd Gurley, but I think the year they won, it ended up being C.J. Anderson because he was hurt, right? Yeah, Todd, that no, his that's when. Oh his no, that was, was just, too late. That was too late. Yeah, right? he was, was gone by that point. Yeah, like, Cam Akers on bone. Yeah, yeah. it was Cam. That was the fumble show of. Cam it was Akers once again C.J. Anderson. Oh, it was. It was C.J. Anderson. It wasn't and wasn't. Freaking uh, Sony Michelle on that team. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. So maybe Bowl the Patriots wins. had just signed C.J. Anderson. Maybe that's, that's how you win yeah, Super Bowls. 
Nah, give me Mike. Give me. I'll take vintage Mike Tolbert. Yeah, there we go. CJ Anderson. But no, the uh, point being is like, yeah, I'm I'm okay with Cook here on a relatively cheap deal. A, but like, this wouldn't be a bell cow situation. Like, you would have a backfield where. So the why are you going to pay so much money if they're not going to be the bell cow? One, and because what you're gonna what you're gonna do is you're gonna be telling Pete you're gonna make Max life a whole lot easier because the ground game is gonna be even better now. You're gonna make life easier for Ramondre by not having him carry the ball 280 times, 300 times. <laughs> Uh, and you're want, and then you also have the potential with an offense designed by Bill O'Brien to be able to put the two of them on the field at the same time. They're both they both have soft hands. They're both great with the ball in yeah, space good, as well. Yeah, they're good receiving backs. They're powerful as hell. Ramondre's yep. a couple pounds heavier and like an inch or two taller. Whatever. They almost look identical. Yeah. In in the way in their size and the way that they run the ball, I just think that this could potentially open things up, maybe just as much as DeAndre Hopkins could. Like all those secondary values that DeAndre Hopkins would bring to the team, the veteran presence, what he could do for the young receivers, the fact that he would be the focal point. They actually would have somebody on the other team that defensive coordinators would have to focus on, knowing full well that it could be Stevenson to Cook and who's going to be in on third down or both of them in the Mm -hmm. formation at times. Even with the questions on the offensive line and at tackle especially, Mike, I just feel like this is something that they they, they should prioritize. If somebody of his talent who has as much left to give as he does is basically begging the team to like enter the chat and throw a couple bucks mm-hmm. his way do it if they're not going to if they're not going to get Hopkins then fine you have some money to use you have some money to burn use it on Dalvin Cook but if you're going to if you're deciding between Hopkins and Cook and they're both going to want to come here you take Hopkins all day i would much rather have Hopkins as my top receiver, and then your your running back room is Stevenson, Pierre Strong, and Kevin Harris, rather than have Ramondre and Cook in the backfield with the new the newly signed Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne and Juju Smith Schuster. Like I would rather I'd rather bring in Hopkins on the deal than Cook, one hundred percent. I think that's not even a question. Okay, so where are you right now? What do you think the what do you think the re signings or the extensions rather of Devontae Parker and Jawan Bentley meant last week in terms of cap flexibility, mm-hmm. money to spend. Are they just locking up a couple of guys that they want to make sure that they have so they have dependable receivers and a dependable linebacker, mm-hmm. who I, by the way, happen to think is much better than he gets credit for in the form of Jawan Bentley. I know everyone's immediate reaction was, huh, please don't tell me that means they took money away from getting DeAndre Hopkins right. and or, oh, this must mean they're going to bring D-Hop into the fold yesterday. Mm-hmm. No, the the Bentley deal, I think um, that's a guy who is a team captain. He's been here. He's been a starter for three seasons. He's a focal point of your defense. Very traditional linebacker, stuck in the middle, going to catch a running back and not going to let him get by you. He's not going to run out a guy in space and whatever. But he's a guy who's, again, he's a captain. He's a leader. Deserves to be extended here and remain here a longer time because he is in this 3.0, if you will, of the New England Patriots Belichick era. The Parker extension, and I wrote about this this morning on WEEI.com, and you can go check that out, and I basically dissected the the Parker contract even further because Mike Reese from ESPN added even some more context to what the inner workings of the contract really are, and so sticker price was a three-year, $33 million contract, and everyone sort of was like, why are you doing this for Devontae Parker? What is $33 million? And that's, that's the sticker price, and that's the max value should he hit all of his incentives and bonuses. Really, though, it's basically a pay cut. The entire thing is basically just a pay cut for Devontae Parker. Like, his, he doesn't have a, a ton of guarantees. His base salary is shrinking. 
and it's basically just extending him out for longer. So originally, to me, it looked like sort of a loyalty contract, a, hey, you've come in here and you've you've given into the, the Patriot way or the new whatever's left of the Patriot way. Here's a couple bucks, but there's not even guarantees. I think what it did was extended him and kept him on the roster, quote-unquote, for longer, shrinking his salary cap number so that he's not a uh, enticing cut option should they bring in DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He makes less money now, so he's just going to stick around, maybe fly under the radar, make his money. Even if he gets hurt, he'll still make some cash instead of being be, them being able to cut bait with him as soon as Hopkins comes in the fold. So it kind of looks like a like I thought that they were going to give him up, upfront money, spread out some guarantees across the salary, make him happy. But really, it doesn't really look like there's much money involved. I think it's just going to keep him around here longer. And again, they won't have to cut bait if they bring in Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, the, the the name that immediately came to mind for everybody if DeAndre Hopkins made his way to the Patriots was Devontae Parker. Like, oh, obviously he's going to be the odd man out. There's no reason with the potential depth issues the Patriots may be facing now, Mike, at wide receiver, if DeAndre Hopkins were to come to town, no matter what sort of positional redundancy Parker or Bill O'Brien or you or me or any Pats fan may feel that they have, that they would want to or need to get rid of him now because, A and this is sort of what I wanted to get into here, Juju Smith-Schuster is dealing with a knee thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And this seems, I wonder exactly how much the Patriots knew about it. Seems he aggravated it last December, I want to say, and it nagged him through the postseason. He mm-hmm. played through it. Maybe this is sort of prehabbing what they're doing now, trying to get ahead of it so that it doesn't nag him in season and taking some miles off of him now. He doesn't need to get out there for OTAs and... Uh, for minicamp as badly as he'll need to be a part of proper training camp as well. But that's a little bit of a concern. And then my other least favorite expression now these days, soft tissue injury. Yeah, Is is the Taekwon Thornton era only going to be remembered not just for drafting the wrong guy? I was a George I didn't Pickens realize guy. you were such a Taekwon Thornton hater. I heard you guys yesterday driving like home George... from New Hampshire, and I was like, wow, Fitzy does not like Taekwon Thornton. I might meet the guy and be the biggest fan in the world, but when I see world-class speed, tiny wrists, and durability issues, I don't care how dynamic he is in space when he gets into open field or how he can stretch the field. Dude's got to stay on the field in the first place. George Pickens, he looked like an absolute stud. Of course, he gets drafted last year by the team that can do no wrong and never misses. Their track record record on receivers is insane. I don't get it. I do not understand how Pittsburgh never whiffs on a receiver. And yeah, the jury crazy. is not out on Taekwon Thornton. No, it's only year two. This may be something that people hear way too often from Pats fans. You got six Super Bowls, shut up, whatever. <laughs> They'll figure it out. I, I know they can find undrafted free agents like nobody's business. They're great at drafting corners, et cetera, this, that, the other. Fine. but Good news for Christian if, Gonzalez. Yeah, exa- exactly. Christian Gonzalez, he'll be an absolute smash. Yeah. By, by, by all accounts, he's going to be a home run. But if you can't get Juju out there or you have lingering concerns over a knee issue and Tyquan Thornton is already battling his second, maybe third injury on the Patriots and he's only played in half a dozen games, how does wide receiver not become a position of interest, intrigue, if not need at this point, Mike? Well, I was sort of of the mindset that if and when they do sign Hopkins, that Parker, before this extension, Parker would end up being the odd man out should they Mm -hmm. need to make a move. Now I think... Hopkins becomes more of an insurance policy than he is like a bring in a guy and then replace him with somebody. I think you just add him to a room because like you said, Juju's injured. Tyquan's injured. Uh, Devontae Parker, a perennial uh, injured reserve slash uh, 
Yeah, he's played one guy. single full season. Yeah, wow. right. And, and he was pretty damn good for the Dolphins. I think he had like 1,200 yards and eight touch, whatever. But you got to stay on the field. You got to stay healthy. So, I mean, if you can get a bunch of guys in here who are all kind of hurt guys, I guess. But if you get them injury all on the pr- injury prone yeah, guys, yeah, you yeah. get them all on the right schedule, then you can just mix and match them, and you, you get yourself through the season. But you're right. I mean, the fact that they didn't. Or, so it seems like they weren't really prepared for this Juju Smith-Schuster injury. I mean, again, they might have known it, and they're doing, like you said, the prehab and getting him ready for the season, that whole thing. But, right. no, it's tough. It doesn't look like – I mean, the, the health the health thing with all all two and three, I guess, now with Parker of those guys is, is definitely a concern, which is why if you bring in Hopkins, just keep them all around. Everyone talks about Kendrick Bourne being the odd man out. No way. Keep that guy Hell around. No. He's going he's gonna to probably be your most dependable guy next year, as far as health anyway. And what do you, I mean, as much as people wanted to get on board the Kayshawn Booty hype train mm-hmm. and Demario Douglas. Yeah, that was stole, fun. Yeah, that was, that was a fun ride for yeah, a week and seriously. a half, right? <laughs> Until the wheels caught fire and rolled off of that one. Yeah. Look, maybe they'll make an impact. Maybe they'll shine in camp. But you, you need something more dependable. And I just wonder, before we go to break, where you and other Patriots fans may sort of rank this pecking order of position of importance or, I'm not going to say desperation, what alarms you the most positionally? Is it cornerback now with the lingering Jack Jones issue? Is it wide receiver now that you know you got a couple of dinged up receivers just a couple weeks out from camp? Or is it the one that I still worry about the most? Offensive tackle. It's offensive tackle. Has for to me. Be. It has to be. Because receiver you can you can piece it together. I think you're gonna be fine. Um cornerback, nothing has happened yet with Jack Jones from the Patriots side, so I have a feeling he's just gonna be here. And maybe serve a suspension. And again, I, I I'm not gonna. I don't know the leg, the legality of it and all that. All the inner workings of his uh, his situation after trying to bring uh, a couple firearms onto the uh, mm-hmm. the airplane, which was uh, no bueno anyway. But anyway, no, I think he's gonna stick around. So I think cornerback's gonna be fine. You just drafted a guy. You have John Jones and Jalen Mills, who are your your flex players that can do both. So I think they're gonna be fine at corner receiver. You can piece it together if you bring in Hopkins. Great. If not, you have. Again, some other young, promising guys potentially in Boutte and Douglas who can come in. Offensive line, you have, like, nothing. And I yeah. was I, – tackle, I, is, tackle is thin. And I trusted the process, which uh, – call me a, a 76ers fan, I guess. I trusted the process on the, uh, the Patriots offensive line this season because with the disaster that was Patricia and Judge on offense, I thought, okay, you got them. You get them out of the picture. You bring in a new coach in not only Bill O'Brien but Adrian Clem to man that operation – you bring in some veteran presence in Calvin Anderson, Riley Reef. You get Trent Brown on the bright page, and you're cooking with gas. And at least you set it up where you have depth. They don't have any of it anymore. And all of a sudden, it's no. like you need Trent. And if Trent's gone, then who knows what's going to happen. So they need a f- – I don't know what they can do either because the, the free agent market is pretty bare um, for tackles as well. So DJ I don't really... Fluker and Taylor Lewan, he... please come by. Please, you're, Taylor you're... Lewan has also lost like 40 pounds since he oh, stepped has he? away. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know about that. He may be going the TV analyst route, shedding the offensive tackle yeah. weight as well for himself. DJ Fluker looked like he was in hella good shape. I know the Pats proverbially yeah, worked him out. Kicked, they worked him out or kicked the tires on that one as well. Your starting tackles, Calvin Anderson and Riley Reef. Oh, boy, Mac Jones better be working mm-hmm. on those 40-yard wind sprints and talking about how he's going to be good for five touchdowns or more this season <laughs> because if Trent ain't right and focused for the season, he might be running for his life. What's Scar doing? What's that? I said, what's Scar doing? Get him back on the payroll. I think Dante's enjoying retirement and probably wants no piece of this. Adrian Clem, you got your work cut out for you in season one.